Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There was a serious traffic backup at a COVID vaccine site in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. So the mayor called the best expert at handling long drive through lines he could think of, the manager at the local Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and the manager actually came out and actually helped them do a better job of getting the line moving. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this isn't shocking. There's a growing black market for the COVID vaccine. One cybersecurity expert says there's been at least a 400% increase in the number of ads posted, and the vaccines cost anywhere from 500 to 1000 bucks. Wow. And I'm sure people are falling for it. Uh-huh. The health minister of Sri Lanka once said magic potions created by a sorcerer were the best COVID vaccine. The health minister just tested positive for COVID. <laughs> I guess his magic potions weren't working so Drinking too much. Yeah. Uh, approximately 17% of Americans have now had COVID, according to a statistical model from the University of Washington. That's right around one in six people. In the States. Yeah, throughout America. Wow. One in six. And if you think the nasal swab COVID test is invasive, look out. In Beijing, China, some hospitals have started using rectal swabs. Oh. No. These give a more accurate result. Why can't we find something that you just spit on? I mean, if it's in your spit anyway, right? Mm. I mean, if this is how it's being transmitted, you'd think they'd come up with a test that you could just spit. I really think the test it was early on one of the problems is that people didn't want the swab stuck up their nose so they wouldn't go for the test. Right. I don't want it stuck there either. No, it's not going to help now. <laughs> <laughs> you got it? Nope, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> you listen, I, I, I thought want... the idea was not to cough. That's right. <laughs> I would want a complete colonoscopy set up prior to the swab. <laughs> I want a full cleaning out. I want to be knocked out. <laughs> I want to wake up in a hospital bed and ask if I've passed gas and can I go home. Other than that, I'm not getting the test. Well, listen, and it's another thing out of China. I, who knows? You know, right. like it's a, an amazing country. Food is excellent. I, I love a lot of what China has to offer. But every story that comes out of that country these days is just bad. <laughs> How do they do the drive through for that? It's just like mooning. <laughs> <laughs> Stick your ass out the window. Let's go. People were asked about some of the messed up things they did as a kid. Guy uh, found out his friend got two Christmases because his parents were divorced. Mm. So, you know, go to dad's, get a gift, go to mom's, get a gift. So he made a fake match.com profile for his mom and left it on his dad's computer. He says they almost got divorced. Be confessed first. <laughs> you get no Christmases. You get that's right. You're done. <laughs> wow. A, uh, this is a tough kid. A, uh, a kid knew another kid had stole his skateboard. So he asked the kid's dad if he could come out and play. And then he threw a rock at him and broke his nose. Holy cow. We're messing around. When, uh, without asking, two kids decided to repark their dad's car while he ran into the library. Then they crashed into another car and never told anyone. The other car was smashed up, but the dad's was fine, so he never found out. Oh, man. I remember as a kid, like my dad, at some point, I was allowed to, like, go start the car and warm it up. Yeah. That was such a cool, uh-huh. oh, man, to get behind it. And then I think a couple of times I'd 
Put it in reverse just a little bit and let it roll, Try down, it the dri- let it roll down the driveway and then put it into drive and yeah, bring it back. There's the old back road stuff, too. Mm. You know, you're older, probably a teenager, but you need a chance to drive it on the back road for a little bit. Here's how the world's changed. I remember uh, coming home from my grandfather's, and he lived around uh, Jane and the 401 at the time. And I would sit on my dad's lap, and I, I had to be young, five, six. And I, now, it seemed yeah. to me I was steering. I mean, I'm sure he had the bottom of the steering wheel. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. I, I, I think I drove halfway to Pennsylvania. <laughs> 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 well, because you sit three across in the front row. Sure. Grab the wheel here, you, you yeah. steer for a bit. That wouldn't happen anymore. Uh, a girl was in a public bathroom that was being renovated. She saw a bunch of tools and screws on the ground and flushed all the screws down the toilet. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. A group of kids wanted to grind on stuff at a playground with their shoes like skateboarders do. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they rubbed Crisco all over the various surfaces. Skateboarders, not strippers. Right. All right. And uh, several other kids showed up and all were injured because they were wiping out with the Crisco all over the place. Oh, that's not good. I don't think I did a lot of crazy stuff. I, mean, I was big into petty theft as a child. <laughs> remember, remember always stealing like chocolate bars and... There was this candy store near my school. I guess this would have been like junior high, so grade seven and eight. And uh, we'd go over there during our lunch break. And that po- I, how that poor candy store stayed in business. Right. Because every kid was in there stealing something. Oh, they're stealing nickels at a time, I guess. Yeah. It helped. Yeah. You know, as all kids went through that little klepto phase. Yeah. I, I looked to my kids and think, boy, because I lived on a crescent. And I remember we would just uh, tow ourselves behind that. Like whether rollerblades mm-hmm. or skateboards, you throw it to the back of a bike and uh, and just tow mm-hmm. all the time. Which now, you know, no, no, no. There's no chance you can oh, yeah. do that. So dangerous. Oh, yeah. I, we used to lay the little kids on the street. We'd lay them down in the middle of the road and set up a ramp and jump them. Right. With our bikes. Yeah. Always put the kid we hated the most <laughs> at the end. At the end. <laughs> One of the things that people uh, talk about wanting to do uh, when this is all over with is to uh, check into a hotel room. People like to just, you know, go from one bed to another. Just check in? Yeah, just change of uh, scenery, I guess. Maybe for a weekend or... I think Marie and I uh, have done that. I know we once, we uh, we went downtown and treated ourselves to a weekend at the Royal York. I could have gone to Hawaii and back for the... <laughs> For the money we spent. (laughs) You didn't just pick any hotel. Yeah, no, I wanted to stay at that one. Well, because there's somebody we work with, Doug. (laughs) Him and, uh, I guess, his wife Dawn would do this uh, occasionally. Okay. And they'd go and, you know, he was always going on about how much fun it was and, and all of that. And so... There's like a couple of great bars inside the Royal York, and you go in and have yourself like a $42 martini. Yeah, this kind of, of course. Thing. Yeah. Because Dougie likes to live that life. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so we did the same thing. And yeah, it was just stupid amounts of money. Anyhow. I would feel literally like I'm just sitting at a slot machine the entire time pouring <laughs> money into it. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason most men like checking into a hotel with their wife or girlfriend is that, uh, good odds you're getting some. Right. You know. So when you go away on vacation with your kids and you're staying in a hotel room and you're both, you know, get like two queen beds in the room and not much loving when your kids are six feet away from you. Quiet, quiet. Um, but hotels realize that moving forward, they're going to have to do some things to keep people comfortable. So they're doing things like touchless technology, mm-hmm. checking in online instead of going to the front desk. Well, you got the app for the key, too, yeah. now that you don't have to uh, actually get a physical key or even the card. You just use your phone to open up your door. Yeah. That's tough, though, too, because I guess, you no, know, those are jobs that, that won't exist anymore. If you don't have to check in, maybe there won't be people, uh, people behind the counter. 
Uh, yeah, I think they've limited that already, though. They, they had really cut down on that before all of this happened, where there's normally only one or two people there to check mm. you in. Uh, people wanting more privacy. A lot of people don't even want to walk through the hotel lobby Wow, uh, if they can avoid it. So Airbnb bookings are going to be a big deal again this year. And I know that uh, there was talk last year of motels being back in in uh, in, uh, in the spotlight when it came to uh, staying uh, staying away from home Less because common spaces. Yeah, and you just walk into your own room and out of your own room. Maybe Shit's Creek had something to do with that. The novelty <laughs> of staying in a in a motel. I know every now and then Marie and I'll just check into the Cloverleaf. Fifteen fifteen minutes. Leaves a, leaves a car running. The roaches eat the COVID. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Shouldn't leave the car running. It'd be stolen. Right. Uh, but I do love checking into a hotel room. You know, and men and women uh, all do the same thing. Women will immediately check the bathroom to make sure it's clean. Right. We go right to the mini bar or the porn. Let's see if we what channels we got. <laughs> what do we get for anything? Anything in the porn department we get for free? Can you see yourself changing anything up going into a hotel now? Well, we stayed in a couple during this. That's true. Yeah. Like, will you wipe some surfaces down yourself? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, listen, I've I've gotten so lackadaisical with wiping stuff down anyhow, yeah. even though we're in the middle of it. I mean, it's so funny how in the beginning we were just, you know, on top of everything. And now with the numbers being worse than they were in March of last year, I think we just, you know, oh, whatever. Like, I've always been one, like, in a hotel, like, that, that top comforter, mm. like, pull that right off the bed. Right, because that thing never gets cleaned at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't right. be having any loving on that thing. No, and then uh, and then I could see myself wiping down like the remote now. Oh yeah, yeah, just because that's uh, you know everyone, as you say, just goes and yeah. touches that, and who knows what they're touching else. Hmm. And the last week, I guess we were gabbing about uh, famous celebrities, uh, A-listers or maybe uh, B-listers who had passed away from uh, COVID, and we really couldn't come up with uh, many names, but uh, we certainly lost a big one over the weekend in Larry King, uh, said by many to be one of their favorite guests. I remember watching, like, the final episode of Craig Ferguson, and uh, he requested that Larry King be his final guest because he always enjoyed talking to him. Oh, really? Yeah, and people seem to uh, always, you know, I know Letterman used to uh, take the pee out of him all the time, and uh, he got along really well with him. Seemed to have a, a pretty good sense of humor about himself. And uh, and I guess he had gone into the hospital, 87 years old. They're not really saying it was COVID-related, but he did go in with COVID-19 symptoms. So right. Even if he, because I think he had like eight or nine bypass surgeries over the years. And he had lung cancer at one point. And he was a very heavy smoker. He had a lot of underlying conditions. He certainly did. Uh, but uh, what a career, what a life. Uh, he hosted Larry King Live on CNN from 1985 to 2010. And I remember many, many nights tuning in to find out what Larry's thoughts were on a particular topic and mm -hmm. the guests that he would get in that booth. He always got big, big names, and CNN praised Larry for putting them on the map. Uh, they said that without Larry, they might not have launched to the big numbers that they did. Yeah, he was he was that, that evening interview time slot, yep. right? Yeah, and... <laughs> I wouldn't say it was always the hard pressing questions. No. I think it was it was more the delivery was just so abrupt, right? <laughs> you know, like the king of the Segway, he would just go, you know, and what about your wife? And it, oh, like, I know, it, I know. It just quickly turn, uh, and the interview could go anywhere. Hello, Delaware. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was always his way to just get out of something. 
go to the phones. Um, he claims that uh, his uh, interview style was more to just listen. He once said, I've never gone on the air with the idea of embarrassing a guest, building up or tearing them down. I'm there to learn. And uh, I, I remember there was an episode, and I can't remember uh, who he had on with him, but it's a great example of, like, you know, live television and anything could happen because I guess he was uh, he was getting into some bit of a debate with somebody. And then they turned around and they said, Larry, you know what? You could use a breath mint. <laughs> now, it's embarrassing enough to be told in everyday life. You know, your wife says, whew, we're ripe in the old breath department. But you get told that on national television. Right. That's a bit embarrassing. Jerry Seinfeld had tweeted uh, over the weekend his, you know, a rest in peace and thoughts of, on, on Larry King and just... Uh, because uh, they had had a, I don't want to say a contentious interview, mm. but uh, but I think Seinfeld at one point had, had joked with Larry, well, now you're going to get canceled. Mm. Uh, because Larry, I, I guess, just didn't get the concept of the show Seinfeld. Well, I think it had just wrapped up, right? right? He was doing some press just to, right. and, and Seinfeld, yeah, he acted like he hadn't seen it or he didn't know why it was going off the air. Right. Jerry's like, well, we're number one. I We didn't get canceled. I decided <laughs> yeah, that's then. That's right. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, he uh, he was uh, he had a great life, an interesting story, married eight times. To seven different women. Yeah, as many marriages as bypass surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> he had five kids, yeah. uh, two I think are teenagers now, or, or quite young. Right. Uh, and uh, three older ones. Two of them had already passed in the last couple of years, though. A heart attack and cancer, I think, wow. with his daughter. Uh, and uh, and yeah, got his, his start in radio. Uh, at one point, he was doing color commentary for the Miami Dolphins wow. as well. So he, he just did it all. And he said one of his keys to success was just never say no. Don't limit yourself. Right. Yeah. Never went to college, never took a journalism class. Wow. And there he is on CNN. Uh, this was a great little interview he did uh, some time back with uh, Conan O'Brien. You plan to be cryogenically frozen. Why? Okay. I don't believe in an afterlife. I never made that leap of faith. So that means when you die, it's bye-bye, baby. So the only hope is to be frozen, and then someday they cure whatever you died of, and you're back. <laughs> so I want to pay attention. When I go, yeah. I want to be frozen. Well, why are you putting the responsibility on me? <laughs> now I've got to go busting in if to the a, hospital or wherever, no, or no, Dodger Stadium, wherever you are. <laughs> i got to go busting in and say, everybody back. I'm taking them to the freezer, you know? Yeah. I have no idea. If, on the presumption that you don't believe there's anything after this, right, right. why is it stupid? I would say it's stupid. Right, give me another. Re give me one attack. The only on. thing I always think about is okay, yeah. they freeze you, all right? right? Then they unfreeze you, and then they get you going again. At some point, you gotta go, right? But wait a second. At least you have another chance. At life. You just want to have yet another TV show. <laughs> what are these? What are these? You want thirty years from now, you come cracking out of the ice and go, "It's Larry King alive." <laughs> Rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety The Rock. Super Bowl 55 is set to go. And an interesting fact about this, Tom Brady was also in the first one. <laughs> only been, this is number 55. This is his 10th. Crazy. Set a record. Of course, I don't think anybody else has ever been to that many Super Bowls. It's almost like 20% of Super Bowls he's been to. He's 43. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, is 25. Wow. Bit of an age separation there. That means Mahomes was like six. 
the first time <laughs> Brady went to the Super Bowl. It is something. I mean, Tom Brady, uh, for as many fans as he has, he mm. does have the haters who think that it was just New England, it was all Bill Belichick, and it was just the system that he happened to be running. Mm. It wasn't about Brady. Tom Brady has proved that he basically just said in the offseason, okay, any any team want to go to the Super Bowl? And Tampa Bay said yes. It's yeah. unreal. It is very impressive. As much as I can't stand the guy, go Chiefs, go, though. <laughs> if he had won, I mean, not just having a winning season, if he had won one playoff game, I think it would have been you know, a, a great hit or a, a great you know, a foray into his record, right? An example of how good a quarterback he is. Mm-hmm. To take them to the Super Bowl is really something. Yeah, I guess uh, the the uh, obvious winner in that uh, divorce between Belichick and Brady is uh, now, of course, Brady. Because Belichick has never won a playoff game as a head coach without Brady. <laughs> like that's You'd have to make the playoffs, too, and yeah. he didn't do that this year. That's right. And what a kick in the pants, too, for Tampa Bay. This is the first time that the uh, the game is going to be played in one of the team's home field. Yeah. And they got to deal with uh, the COVID, not nearly the uh, bums in the seats that no. they're used to. Limited audience. Really tough for the Buffalo Bills as well, who were just you know yeah. outmatched against Kansas City. They had a great run um, and, uh, and just you know, couldn't against that offense. You got to stop big plays, and and it'll be interesting. It'll be a really good Super Bowl game against uh, the two teams that last won it. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, well, I guess two quarterbacks who last won it, you know, with uh, with Mahomes and Brady. Although Brady was new with New England two years ago when they won it, he's six yeah. and three in Super Bowls all time. Tom Brady. Now, who's the halftime show? Do we know? Uh, the weekend. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's again going to be tough. You know. You get that, you know, for a lot of artists, I'm sure getting asked to play the Super Bowl is certainly a, a, a bucket list type of thing. You would think for most, it's a, just a huge, huge uh, deal uh, to be playing in front of, like, again, crickets. Yeah. Well, although you really don't notice the crowd when the halftime show is on because the lights are all down. Well, and no, they usually spill them all onto the field and stuff, right? That's why they have that super long halftime yeah. show. I, I guess the draw of the halftime show is really, and the Super Bowl itself, isn't for the audience that's there. Mm-hmm. It's right. Home. Because it's, you know, 80,000 people who are each spending at least $1,000 yeah. to get there into the stadium. They're talking about tickets now at center, uh, at, at center field that are going for, like, uh, right on. The 50-yard line is, I think, 70 grand a pair wow. right now because uh, they're so limited as well. Not that they weren't cheap you know, before, uh, but really for the weekend, the, the crowd is in, in the TV audience. Yeah. You know, the billion people who watch this thing around the world. Yeah, there's going to be so few people in the stands. When you buy your ticket, you each take turns sitting on the bench. <laughs> rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.